Hey everyone, it's Jenna Belinda with Life Lived by the Spirit. I'm back. How has everybody been? It has been quite a while since I've done this podcast. And I apologize. I've been thinking very much of you, but my work has really just taken a hold of my life. But I wanted to do a podcast today about my life sober in fact on the 22nd of this month and i'm recording this in the month of august 2020 doesn't matter when you're listening it i will have 14 months of sobriety underneath my belt i celebrated not too long ago my first year sober on june 22nd 2020 And I wanted to do a podcast today about being sober for 14 months and what I've learned in the 14 months of my sobriety. So this can be definitely a message for those who are also on that wonderful journey of sobriety. And I will say it doesn't have to be sobriety just from like drugs. It can be sobriety from anything that was holding you back anything that was a hurt or hang up of some sort people are sober from mental and emotional abuse and overeating shopping addictions um, self-defeating habits any kind of bad habits maybe you have a bad habit like i do where i uh, bite my nails (laughs) You know, I still have that problem, so I have yet to get over that. But you feel what I mean. And it can be as, you know, severe as actually overcoming a chemical dependency addiction. Or anything that took place of your life, first and foremost, beside God. And then the second, the love of yourself. Being sober has been the best decision that I have ever made in my life. I had fought that battle of addiction on and off for almost 12 years. I remember the first day I used was August 5th of 2007. And at that time when I was using, I was 18 years old and I was going through my first heartbreak. And it was so unexpected of me to do it. I actually had tried my drug of choice two times beforehand, but luckily I never was addicted. But I think it was the timing of where I was at in my life and the circumstances and the loneliness that I felt in my heart and the way that I had taken in my drug of choice this time. And I just wanted to clarify that I never, ever did anything where I used needles or anything. Um, But I just did it, I guess, in a different way. And I think those factors, a lot of times, it's not so much the actual thing itself, but it's the things that we are trying to overcome or cover up or the emotions that usually are at play here. And... uh, 
anybody who's overcome any kind of addiction realizes it's more of an underlying principle than actually the physical addiction itself. But do not get me wrong, there is a key in that as well that obviously gets you addicted. And I remember the first time I used and how good I felt. I was addicted to the feeling as if nothing mattered, as if all doors were opened all of a sudden and I no longer cared about my heart that was breaking. It was not even only 24 hours beforehand that I found out the love of my life, the person that I spent my last year together in high school with, my high school sweetheart, the person that I was with for over a year and who we were currently trying to work things out was talking to other women. And um, that was pretty heartbreaking for me. And I was very crushed because I'm somebody, when I give it my all, I give my heart away. And everybody can relate. If you've gone through that first heartbreak, how painful it is and how you really do feel like that your life is over and that scene in the world. And that feeling that I got was just amazing. I was able to talk for hours, literally. We just talked for hours in the car and I didn't care. I almost had the nerve to text him saying, I don't care that you're talking to other women. You're not gonna hurt me no more. But luckily my friend at that time saw that I was about to do it and she saved me from making a bigger mess of myself. I felt good. I felt I had something. I was very energized. I felt as if everything was numb. And that's what addiction usually gives you. People shop because they just don't want to feel. People use and they drink because they don't want to feel. And the addiction so much, not of what the actual drug of choice I was using, but the feeling I got was amazing. Of course, it only feels good temporarily. The come down was absolutely horrible. Absolutely, it was actually the worst thing in my life and I had promised myself that I never wanted to use again. It took me days and days and days before I started to finally feel better. But it was with another friend of mine at the time who found a way that we can feel good without having to have the consequences, which got me hooked. And with her able to give me what I wanted, I kept on that roller coaster. And that roller coaster was a roller coaster that I ended up riding for almost 12 years. Like I said, if you do the math, I started August 5th of 2007, and I last used on June 21st of 2019. And I just want to say that during that time that I was using, which wasn't consistent for a good, I would say over half of it, it was very sporadic. But the other half of it is when I got deep into it, when all the problems just became overwhelming. And I used it as an escape. I used it as a reason to allow myself to keep being held back. At that time, I was 25 years old, and my world had just collapsed. I was so lost in my identity with my career path. I had lost my car. I had felt that God had nobody there for me as in a romantic partner. And I was just drifting away 
And so just to get me by and to be socially accepted by others, I was using on almost a daily basis. And it became my life. And every day that I used, it was always about that. You think you're having a good time. You think you're feeling good. And I look back now, and I don't regret. As much as it's hard, I definitely say I wish I could have spent the 12 years much better in my life. But I don't regret everything that I have learned throughout that journey. And you can't. You have to look at it and realize it was a learning experience. I learned that I was very hurt and I was broken and that I was really in need of reaching out. And I had a lot of people who helped me see, even in my time of using, that I was a very strong person and I was very positive. And I also knew that everybody could see that I didn't belong in that lifestyle. So let's get into the part of where I'm at today, celebrating my sobriety, which is amazing. And I'm sorry if I'm not able to focus because I'm going to be getting ready for my work here. So, but I wanted to do this podcast. <sighs> so what have I learned in my sobriety? Well, first of all, we learn what it's like to live sober. I've learned what it means to get up every morning and to no longer have that monkey on my back. And it's true, you take it one day at a time. I have an app on my phone and it's called Cyber Today and it's for free download. I believe it's on both Android and iPhone. I just have an iPhone. And it's great because it gives you like a digital chip and it tells you how many minutes and hours and seconds and days and months that you've been sober. I've learned each day what it is like to live as if before the drug addiction. To remember life as, wow, this is what it means to live without having to use or wanting to use. And let me tell you, it's a hard adjustment. But now I'm at that point where it's the new normal, just like it was new normal when I was using. It takes time, though. I've learned what it's like to have a true spiritual relationship with our Father God. As I was always trying to reach out to Him beforehand. And don't get me wrong, God is always there for you. But it is until you can give yourself completely to the God and that you repent is when then you can be able to really get to know him on a one-to-one basis and I owe it to God because it's through him that he has given me the blessing and the miracle of sobriety I've learned what it's like to hold a job I've been currently my job this week was six months straight and don't get me wrong I've actually worked at jobs quite longer than that. Uh, My longest job I had um, was 18 months at one time, but I wasn't giving it my all. I'd be okay with not going to work or getting out early, 
or needed to take my vacation time at six months. And this job, I've been taught what it's like to endure and to sacrifice and to pick up multiple times of double time work or having to work 11 days straight and being focused on that. And I've learned that I have yet to miss a day. I have given it my all and I've been there for the job, which was very important because that is my livelihood. I've also learned what it means to be there for myself, to love myself deeply. Until you give up addiction, especially one of a chemical dependency. And don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean you don't love yourself if you're addicted. We are human, so we are going to be flawed. But addiction where you're not feeding your soul, but positive love. By using, you can't love yourself. And of course, when you're an addict... As like I was, you try to excuse this part, but you really cannot love yourself if you're feeding your body chemicals. The stuff that I fed my body was so wrong. I'm so blessed to be very healthy. And I understand if in the future one day I have any repercussions, it's my own fault. To love myself enough to cut myself from those ties that no longer served me. And do not get me wrong, I made great friends. But they weren't lifelong friends along the way. Most of those people, which I hate to admit at this point, but it was true, was somebody I never would have purposely chose to center my life around if it wasn't for the fact that I was using with them. But those people, don't get me wrong, they still cared for me. Some of them did care. Some of them meant well. Again, we are not at fault because we are flawed. It's in our human nature. But they weren't people of my highest good because someone of your highest good isn't gonna let you use. Bottom line, someone who truly loves you wants to see you thriving and happy and well, no matter what. And in those times, I've learned too, in my sobriety, that it's okay to let them go because they understand. They understand that you have to make that decision. It doesn't mean that you don't care, but that you have to do what's best for you. In my sobriety, I've learned what it's like to speak your truth and to not feel bad about it. To stand in your own power because you are worth it. And to be strong. I've learned that it's okay to feel. And to even go through things. And the power of letting go. So as I have mentioned before in my podcast that I lost my brother in 2018. And at that time I was obviously not ready to say goodbye. I need... You're never really ready, especially because it was so close. But in one way or another, when someone does pass away, you have to say goodbye. Maybe I'm not at that time, especially if it happens so sudden, but they're gone. And 
you have to give yourself that closure. And it took me until just last Sunday to finally say goodbye to him. And don't get me wrong at the same time too, I miss him very much. But I have been at peace with it for a while. But it was just my friend who finally had came to me and she's like, I'm ready to say goodbye to your brother. And so on Sunday of just this past week, we both met up. We both wore our black, beautiful dresses. And I'm so glad I did it this way now because it was right. We chose a location and the way that we wanted to do it. And I brought my brother's ashes with me. And we went into nature and we just simply talked out loud of sharing memories of my brother and making peace with his passing and what we wanted to do now and just letting go. And it was very moving because I was able to see for someone who was at one point of her life, I never thought she would get over. She was strong enough to be at peace and accept it is what it is. And it was perfect. It wasn't something big. It was us just finalizing the acceptance of that he's really gone. He has been gone, and he's been gone for quite a long time. And it doesn't change anything, but it has to be when you're ready to speak it into the universe. And I was able to say what I wanted to say, and she did. And these are some things I've learned in my sobriety. There's so much more. But like I said, I have to get ready for work now. And so I'm going to do a more in-depth story of this. I just kind of want to touch bases and to see how you guys are doing and see if this is even something you guys like. The only way I can tell this is something that has been listened to a lot. And so if this is something that you want to hear more about, then let me know. We can do my next series on that. All you have to do is to simply share this podcast, tell people in one way or another, like here, think of it like a trailer to like a movie and you get like three minutes of it because I can go so in depth with it. You can see a whole nother story. You can be that story. Thank you.